0: really hey last week DJ opened up kind of a new series Uh, depending on what service you were at Um, He he named it a couple different things. Uh, Saturday night, I think he called it Don't Don't Try This at Home. Uh, Sunday, he just left off the Don't Don't and just decided to call it Try This at Home. Uh, I kind of like it, Um, so we're just going to go with that. We're going to call this little mini-series just a three-week deal, Try This at Home. And basically, uh, the whole emphasis of this month's teaching is to point people to our house churches. And it was interesting because as I was um, preparing for this and even as I was standing in back um, worshiping, I just found myself thinking, um, I, man, I think most of the people that um, are going to listen to this probably already know kind of the content of this message and ha- have an understanding of this. But Um, I just found myself going, you know what, that's okay because we need to reiterate and we also need to make sure that everybody's on the same page with these things. And I just want you to know that from the very beginning, you guys have heard us talk about living life together. From the start of Shine Church, we've been talking about, hey, let's do life together. And as I'm going to get into it in this message, there's only so much of life that we can actually do together in this room. Would you guys agree with that and so um, today i want to talk about um, just the power of community um, so before i jump into that i just want to remind you we are going to start the fourth full weekend of every month the fourth full weekend so like october 31st is a, sa- a sunday uh, or sorry it's a saturday and then the first of november is a sunday not that way week, the weekend before the fourth full weekend of every month we are going to not have a gathering here at this building. We're asking you to sign up and to be a participant in house churches. We want you to have church. We want you to use Saturday night or Sunday um, and go to a home and we're gonna have worship and we're gonna have word, we're gonna have a meal together. Really, Acts two forty two. again, I'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, they devoted themselves to uh, the apostles' teaching, the breaking of bread, fellowship and prayer. And that's what we're asking you to do. We believe that what DJ talked about last week, the power of the table. When you gather around a table and start talking about things, that's when we really truly start living life. Um, unfortunately, because of COVID and social distancing and all that, our greeting time has kind of gone away. And so where I would say that that was kind of where you could start to get into that here, um, it temporarily is suspended right now. Um, as much as I don't like that, yeah, Um, It's where we're at. So we can have it though in these houses and we're super excited about it. What is that gonna look like? Well, you're gonna walk into a home, let's just pretend like it's a Saturday night because you're here tonight, and um, you're gonna have four elements in there. You're gonna have some worship. Uh, Pastor Janelle is gonna record a couple worship songs. The teaching team is actually gonna record a couple message, or a, a short little message, 10 to 15 message, minute message. And then we're encouraging people to have communion break bread together and have dinner. And through that dinner, kind of discuss the message and where you guys are and how things are going. And then we're hoping that you'll end just with a time of prayer and pray for one another. And I'm expecting, I, I really have this, this sense of expectation in my heart that in these house churches, we're going to see some powerful supernatural things take place. And I think it's gonna be really good. And so here's why we're doing it. Um, first off, um, the church has left the building. I I don't know if you've noticed that, um, but because of just COVID and everything that's been going on, um, somewhere in the middle of March, all of a sudden we couldn't meet. And there are still some people um, that are listening right now online that just haven't felt comfortable coming back into a gathering. And that's okay. As a matter of fact, I would submit this. Maybe, Maybe God is using this to actually take the church to a different place. Maybe, maybe that could be happening. And here's what's interesting. We got together as a formation team in January and we were talking about, okay, vision and what does the church look like? We felt like we had been a church for a year and a half and we had done well to get started and kind of maintain, but it was kind of time to dream a little bit. We got into a discussion and I will never forget this. Amy, I will never forget this. I, do you guys, I don't know if you guys ever do this, but can you imagine just the formation team? So, you, you know, DeMaze, we have uh, Janet Darren Sesmet, we had Rob and Amy, we had DJ and Kami, the eight of us. Can you just picture what a meeting looks like? And, and you know, just the different personalities. Well. In all of our meetings up until this point, Rob pretty much was the guy that would just kind of sit back. He was very quiet. He would give his opinion from time to time, but he was pretty quiet. I don't think he fully, I mean, he doesn't like the minutia of the day-to-day, little detail, that kind of thing. Some people love that. Other people don't. Uh, and, and so he, you know, a lot of times he just sits back, but we're here talking about this and we're talking about, man, what could it look like? And does God want church to be different? And what would it look like? And Rob gets up from the couch and he goes, stands kind of between the living room and the kitchen and he looks at all of us and he starts to preach. And I'm like, what is happening? Am I right, Amy? I mean, I was like, what is going on? And he starts. I don't even know if God wants us to be in buildings. And I just don't. And, and, I, and we're like, Rob, what is going on? And he, you know, after about five minutes, he realized, okay, I, that was a little extreme. I'm sorry. But he's like, what if we could do something different? And we, and we started kind of tossing that around. And, um, and then we kind of moved on to other, other things. But I, I'll just, I'll never, I'll never forget that. And in the middle of that, um, or, or we, we leave that meeting and we had a lot of things that God was showing us and so the focus kind of went off of what he was saying then onto some other things and then March comes and the whole coronavirus and COVID-19 and no church and you can't meet and, and all of this happens and all of a sudden um, as a formation team come in May, we start talking about, okay, what do we, what, what do, we do? And this idea and concept of house church came back up. Um, listen, um, I'm not sure. I, I don't let me rephrase this. I know for a fact that God did not cause this virus. But I do know this. God wants to use it to make the church greater. He wants to use it to make the church greater. Now in the in the mind when you think about church and what does that look like, I think a lot of times we box ourselves into, okay, church then becomes wherever we meet together as a body in this gathering place. Um, And I would just submit to you that um, as God has been challenging many of us, um, I think that there's just a new way that we should be looking at church. And so this is the idea of the house church. Now, um, I want to make it clear i have no desire in my heart to make shine church completely house church and we don't come together i don't have that in my heart i think this time where we gather together is very important and it is something where we can share and be with one another but i do think that if we're going to live life together we do have to get out of this box and we have to be intentional and we have to take time to do that so first, the church has left the building. Second thing, that I, I believe that God has taken community to the next level, and that's what I'm going to talk about tonight. And the third thing is I think God wants to equip. I think God wants to equip you to do the ministry. Ephesians says that the role of the pastor, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelist, the teacher, the role is to actually come alongside you guys and equip you to do ministry. And so I think God may be using this to actually help that process, and we think that this house church thing could actually stretch some of you into different roles of leadership that maybe uh, maybe has been stirring your heart or mine, uh, but you just didn't know where the place is. And this could be a place for that. And so I'm super excited about that aspect of of that as well. But this week I want to talk about the power of community. Um, I subtitled this "Stretch Yourself." Everybody say "yourself." Let's try it again. "Yourself." Yeah. Stretch yourself. (laughs) I just thought that was funny. Um, Community defined is this a feeling of fellowship with others, sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. A feeling of fellowship with others, sharing common attitudes, interests, and goals. I want to start by encouraging you guys. I think Shine Church is doing this incredibly well. I love what's taking place. I love the fact that anytime we do like a tailgate party, um, man, people hang out and hang out and hang out and hang out and it's like, okay, go home now. (laughs) And and, and I love that aspect. Two weekends ago, we actually had visitors come in. I left before the visitors came or before they left. They were sitting here talking to another couple, and I, I'm not kidding, it went 45 minutes, 50, 55 minutes. And I, I was like, okay, you guys, you know what? Um, just lock the door when you get out. I mean, it was, it was just awesome. I love that. I think that we're doing an incredible job at this. Um, I'm getting some interesting visitor feedback. And it happened before the whole corona and COVID thing. Um, and it's happening now again. We're starting to get, especially on Sunday, we're starting to get a lot of new visitors, which I love. I'm loving that. Um, and so we had a visitor come in uh, last weekend. And I just said, hey, how'd you hear about us? And this is, this is what they said. Do you know so-and-so? And I'm like, no. And they said, well, um, he doesn't go to church here. And I'm like, okay. Well, that's probably why I don't know him. And and they go, well, he's heard really good things about the community that you have at this church, and so we thought we'd come check it out. Love that. I absolutely love that. And we, keep, we continue to get that feedback from people that this is just a, a very warm and friendly and people connect and nobody's, it's funny because when I, when I finish a message, it's amazing. Um, I try to I think I've shared this before, but I try to go back so I can say and goodbye and hello and how you doing that kind of as you guys leave. And I'll go back in that foyer and no one will leave. And I actually have to come back into the room to and, and I love that. I absolutely love that. So well done. But I think everybody in here will agree that God never leaves us where we're at. He's always asking us to grow. Yes? And even in something that you do incredibly well, I think that God would say, Hey, I want you to do more. I want you to grow. I want you to expand the box that you have even community in. And so, Um, A couple scriptures came to mind to the teaching team as we were talking about this. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25 says this, and let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together. Man, is the world trying to stop this right here? I mean, and it's like we have to fight to meet together. Don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. I've even heard... Some people say that in the middle of this, they started to become kind of um, comfortable with the isolation. Oh, church, isn't that exactly where the enemy would love to get us? To get comfortable with the isolation. Because when you're isolated, we can't do these one another's, which I'm gonna talk about in just a minute, we can't do these together because we're all alone. And the enemy, at least for me, I'm not sure about you, but when I'm all alone, it's amazing the, the mental mind games that I then struggle with. And thank God that I have people in my life, my wife and the formation team and you guys, to, to challenge those things if I were to say something. I love it. Even my daughter, when I'll say something that, that kind of has a negative bent, she'll go, Don't say that. And I love that. And today she said one of those things. And I was like, Don't say that. She looked at me like, eh, I know. Uh, I, it's what we need. We need that. And we. We miss it if we, meet, if we stop meeting together. It says, don't give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. That jumped out to me this week. And all the more as you see the day approaching. What day? What day is he talking about? Huh? The end times, the end times right? When Jesus actually returns. Um, listen, there's some end times stuff going on right now. I'm looking out this week at the just news reports and things that are going on in the world. We've got hurricanes coming through the East Coast. We have fires in the West Coast. We go from 101 degrees to snow in three days in the middle in Colorado, which blew the record by 15 days. I mean, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on and I don't know exactly what the end times is gonna look like, but it's gonna be stuff like this, yes? And it says this, that we are to encourage one another all the more. And so I just was reading that and I just want to say, I think God wants us to grow in this area. He wants us to grow in this community and the fellowship that we have. First Thessalonians 5.11 says this, therefore encourage one another and build each other up just as in fact you are doing. Okay, so he, he's saying, hey, you're doing this, but I want you to keep doing this. I want you to encourage one another. I want you to build each other up and I want you to continue to do these things. I don't have enough time to go into this, but there are a ton of one another's in the Bible. And I'm just gonna briefly go through them. We're to love one another, be kind to one another, worship with one another, fellowship with, greet, be humble towards one another, teach, forgive, (laughs) submit, encourage, honor, lay down your lives for one another. Accept one another. Care for, serve, speak truth to, bear with, admonish one another, belong to one another, wash the feet of one another, and live in harmony with one another. Um, Just to list a few that are in the word of God. Now, if there is such an extensive list of one another's in the word of God, um, I don't think anyone would disagree with me that this idea of growing in our fellowship and growing in our community is not something that God would continually be challenging us. There's something on that list that I guarantee you'd be like, oh yeah, I don't do that very good. I mean, when's the last time you actually washed the foot, feet of somebody? Now, I understand that we probably don't do that practically. We, we actually have shoes now. Um, most people wear them. I wear flip-flops a lot, so you could wash my feet because sometimes, no, I'm just kidding. Um, it's a different time. Totally get that. But when is the last time that you actually went out and just did something to serve somebody in just, in just a way that was, that was like wiping off the camel stuff and dirt and all that off the feet that was actually what he was saying. Wash the feet of one another. Um, just I'm sure there's something on that list that would be challenging and that we could grow in. I think each one of us would say that there's something there. So I asked the teaching team, what do you think hinders us then from um, actually stepping into more growth in regards to community? And um, here's some thoughts that came out. It's easy to isolate and hard to connect. Would you guys agree with that? It's easy to isolate and hard to connect, but we need to be a part of a family. Remember, community is actually getting with people that have the same interests, the same thoughts, same beliefs, and and live in life with those people. Um, I think that what has happened in our society is that people have just pretty much gotten into their own home, and I know I've said this before, but um, it's amazing to me how people will drive into their garage and the door will be closed before they even get out of their car because this idea of actually talking to somebody is just getting to be so foreign to one of to people in the world yes um i, I loved it the other day um <laughs> we have some new neighbors that moved in right next to me and uh, i came out and i was doing some stuff in the yard and he's like hey you've been you've been gone the last couple of days and i was like dude are you like well, this is creeping me out a little bit, right? Yeah. You're... And he's like, well, no, your garage door was closed, so I knew you were gone, because you always got it up when you're home. And I thought, that's a pretty cool compliment. You don't even know. You're giving me a compliment. I like that. And, and I get it. Some of you are like, but Dan, somebody could. Yeah, they could. Um, but my neighbors now know that I'm home when it's open. And guess what? I Believe that if they have some issue, maybe they'll come knock on the door if they see that it's open, and we could have a conversation, or we could help them out, or vice versa. Um, it's hard to connect, but we need to we need to have family around us. Somebody else wrote or said this: "Community with others is easier when you are communing with God." And I thought, man, that is so good. When we have a relationship with God, I think that we get from the Holy Spirit, the understanding of how important this is. And so I bring this up tonight because I want you to think about this, Um, or I want you to pray about this. Ask God if he wants you to grow in community. Just ask him. Don't take my word for it. Don't take my challenge that I'm going to give here in just a minute, Um, but just go to him and, and ask him, Holy Spirit, do you want me to grow in this level, in this area of community? And just be willing to listen to what the first thought is that comes into your mind, and then walk out and step out and stretch yourself in that thing. Somebody else said from the teaching God is asking us to do community, not organized church. And I thought this was really good because hasn't church become more like a business than rather uh, than a community? The capital C Church, would you guys agree with that? And. I think these house churches is going to break that up apart. It's going to break that mentality. And here's what's really interesting. Pastor Janelle came up to me after we had talked to them and I had actually put this together and she goes, did you hear about this other church in Denver? What was the name of the church? LifeGate. LifeGate, Lifegate, new church, actually doing really well, grew really fast, got a new building at the beginning of this year, from what I understand. And then COVID happened. And they actually made an announcement this week that we're moving to house churches. And, and so here's what was super exciting to me. When God's doing something, it's not just for one body. It's for the body. And I'm just seeing this idea and this concept pop up all over the place. Um, he wants us to do community, not organized church. God wants us to be together and wants us to be ourselves, is what um, one of the teaching team members said. Here's the beauty of getting together in a community um, and living life together, you can be yourself. You can go into a group of people and just be you, and guess what, that's the best thing for that group that you could actually give. Don't go to these groups and try to be anything but you. Because somebody in that group needs what you have. Reminds me of Ephesians where we find our glorious inheritance in the saints, in one another. Man, we get that in the community. And then um, the last, well, sorry, two more. The first one is this um, one of the teaching team members said, It's not always about you. <laughs> it's not always about you. Maybe, maybe God wants to use you to impact somebody else in your group. Maybe. If you will attend a house church, there is somebody that needs something that you have. and if you don't go to that group, that person won't be able to get it, or at least won't be able to get it in the way that God originally intended. Man, understand that man, God, God's going to use these, you in these groups. Um, a couple of scriptures came out to one of the teaching members, or actually I think it was a couple of them. Galatians 6-2, carry each other's burdens and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And then Proverbs 27-17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. Okay, um, how do we carry each other's burden and how do we sharpen one another if we don't get intentional about actually getting into pe- one another's lives? And I know I've been saying this from the very beginning of the start of this church, but hey, let's just remind ourselves. In order to carry a burden, we have to know what the burden is. Yes? And in order to understand what the burden is, coming in here on Saturday night, having a 90-second conversation with somebody, or maybe even five minutes or 10 minutes, I I don't think you get the magnitude of what maybe they're going through. But when you sit down at a table and you actually open the ability or the avenue to have that happen, then all of a sudden you can learn the burden. And on the flip side of it, how can somebody carry your burden if you're not communicating? And yes, I understand that for some of you, this can be incredibly intimidating, but I want to let you know that we are a body that we're supposed to come along and share the burden together, and we want to come to your side and help you and carry that burden and sharpen one another. And how can we do this if we don't get intentional? All right, my last point, the power of community. Now, I've been saying that all night, the power of community. This time, I'm a- capitalizing power, the power of community. There's a couple verses that I, uh, again, just studying this, just jumped out. I, don't you love it when you're reading the Bible and you've read verses that you've read over and over and over, and all of a sudden something new jumps out to you? And I just love that. I, I was reading Acts 2, 41 through 43, and this is what it says. Those who accepted his message. Okay, what, what is the message? Peter, um, the disciples had tongues of fire come on them, loud noise, people gathered around. They just proclaimed the good news about Jesus Christ, and people just believed it. It says about 3,000 of them were added to their number that day. And verse 41, right after it says that, and about 3,000 were added to the number. Those who accepted his message. Okay, so immediately, the ones that received this truth, that brought this good news in, those who accepted this message were baptized and 3,000 were added to their numbers that day. They devoted themselves. Okay, real quick, a little interaction. Um, devoted. All in. All in. Somebody else have a different word for devoted? Committed. Okay. commitment. Those are pretty good words, actually. They summed it up pretty good, huh? All in, committed. Dedicated. Dedicated. Ooh, love that one, too. All right. All in, committed, dedicated. Think about those words when you hear this. They devoted. They committed themselves. They went all in. They were dedicated to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. I think church has done a real good job on the whole teaching aspect. But I would submit that on the fellowship, the breaking of bread, and the prayer aspect, when it comes to interacting with one another, we are severely lacking on weekend services. Yes? And what if we could put ourselves intentionally into a setting where we're not just getting a teaching, we will, not just worshiping, we will, but we're also getting a place where we're sitting at a table, we're fellowshipping, we're breaking bread together with a full intent to actually hear one another so we know what the burdens are so we could pray for those burdens and actually pray that God would move in a powerful way in those things. Because verse 43 is what jumped out to me. Everyone, now everyone here is the ones that devoted themselves, yes? It's the ones that believed, it's not everyone. It's everyone who became a believer that stretched themselves, moved into this new way of living life together. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. This is where the expectation and the excitement is really stirring in my heart because I believe that if we do this and if you will give your all and you'll jump in and you'll be vulnerable and open, all the things that we've been teaching in the last two years, if we'll come together as smaller groups of people and we start to pray for one another, I believe we will be in awe of what God does. And I'm not saying it can't happen in a building like this when we come together, but man, it's hard to know what the burden is to pray when there's 60, 70, 80 people in a room, yes? And yeah, we could maybe have a word, maybe one or two, and we could pray, but man, in these groups, what if it could happen for each individual that's there? Here's what I... (laughs) Here's what I think would happen. If that's actually started to happen and everybody was filled with awe with the many wonders and signs that are taking place, you guys would start telling me, we're not going to church. We're staying in our house church. And if I go, wait a second, we need to come together and, and celebrate these things. That's good. Let's do testimony. times." I don't know what it looks like, but man, how cool would that be? How cool would that be? Matthew 18, 19, and 20. I like that, Matthew 18, 19, 20. Um, says this again, truly I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three gather in my name, there am I with them. We read this. We know Jesus said this. But do we believe this? And I wonder if maybe because when two or three gather together, we pray without actually having the fellowship and the understanding of what God wants and uh, inviting the Holy Spirit in and um, doing things that we can do in a smaller group, that maybe people don't, we don't do on the weekend. Maybe we need to get better at this on the weekend even, where we're just saying, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And then when two or three agree with what you're doing, we know it happens, yes? there's power when We come together in community. All right. I will just finish by saying this. I believe that we are all wired for relationship. I think every single one of us is wired. Even the most introverted person, I've heard from some very introverted people that they are tired of COVID. Why? Because in every single person, we were created in God's image, and God has a desire to have relationship. We are created in his image. There's something in us to want and long for relationship, for community, for interaction, but it's uncomfortable to enter into it, yes? And so um, we were talking as a teaching team, and something that... um, we did in August actually came back uh, in memory when we were talking about it. And that is um, we as a formation team went to Breckenridge and we were staying there and just kind of hanging out and just having fellowship, living life together. And one of the things that we decided to do is we uh, got up on a Monday morning and decided to go rent bikes and get shuttled up to the top of Vale Pass. And I don't know if you've ever done this. If you haven't, you, you gotta do it, it's a blast. But I don't, in between the eastbound and, and westbound lanes of I-70, there's a path that goes from the top of Vale Pass all the way down um, through uh, Copper Mountain all the way down into Frisco, all right? And so uh, I just asked the team, have you guys ever done this? And everybody was like, no, we've never done this. So I said, let's do this. And so everybody's like, okay, great. And Kim and I got the chance to do it actually just three weeks earlier. It was the first time we got to do it. And so we were telling everybody, it's, it's so much fun, you're gonna really like it. And everybody was like, okay, yeah, I, I believe it was. But you're going down a mountain pass, right? And so all kinds of Thoughts start to go, I don't know if I could do this. And I, some people can ride bikes better than others. Some people ride bikes a lot. Other people don't ride bikes very often at all. And, and we are like, it's okay. It really is. I mean, if you've ever ridden a bike, all you got to do, and you're just coasting, it's, you're, it's all downhill. You don't even have to pedal. I was promising members of the team, you won't even have to pedal 10 times. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like, I promise you won't have to pedal hard. And so um, we go to the place in Frisco and get the bikes And they load it up into a trailer and we have a 15 minute van ride from the place up to the top of Vail Pass. Now the driver, his name was Dave, um, he has the responsibility to kind of tell you um, what this is going to be like. He he wants to share with you as DJ and as I have shared with you what house churches are going to be like um and here's the truth he had probably a 5 minute spiel that he had to spread out over 20 minutes so we have to go through the town right and so he is just slowly kind of intermixing things about the town. And, oh, and you want to ride on this path when you're coming back to the bike rental place. And this is where we have all the shopping. And when you're going through this area, you know, and he's just kind of intermixing the instruction as we're just kind of doing life together, heading up to the, to the mountain pass. And every once in a while he says, like, hey, we're expecting you to take pictures we want you to take pictures. And then we'd go a little bit farther up and um, you know you could start to see the path. And he goes, okay, now you can see the path over to the left side of the van over there. And hey, um, that area right there's got beautiful scenery. And so uh, we want you to take pictures. But when you take pictures, there's a lot of people on the bike path. So please get off the bike path so nobody runs into you. And so he's kind of giving these little safety nuggets as he's telling this story, all right? Um, kind of as I'm doing for house churches with you, kind of saying, hey, this is kind of what God says, and this is what it'll look like. And and so we get up closer to the top, and he continues to just give us the instruction, um, and he actually starts to repeat himself, and so I begin to realize, um, oh, he's given us all the instruction. Um, he tells us where to slow down on the path and where you can kind of just let it go, and um, everything is going to be okay. And so we get up to the top, and we've gotten all the instruction that we could possibly get from Dave. Right? And so they pull the bikes off the trailer, and now it's actual time to go do it. Now, I've got a picture of us right before we are getting ready to leave. Um, if you want to pull up just the picture part, there we are. There's formation team. We're ready to get it. We're looking like bikers right there, aren't we? Yeah, oh yeah. And not a single one of us do, but we're gonna go bike riding. And so I want you to to look at how slowly we take off. (laughs) So I got a little video of our first heading down the Vail Pass. There we are. As we're going down, Every single one of us, except for dj i 'm not sure what dj 's doing number ten he 's just like off in his own world. <laughs> Every single one of us at the beginning of this, as we write down, we are all riding our break. okay? You know why? Because no matter how much instruction you get, and no matter how much they tell you uh, how safe it is and how great it is and how what fun it is, no matter how much they go into telling all the expectations that you can expect to happen there was still a nervousness about what does this look like and how does this go and as we started we started slowly because anytime we jump into something new anytime that god wants to grow and stretch us there's always an apprehension and i totally get it we are all wired for relationship and it is uncomfortable but now i'm coming to you and saying stretch yourself i think you would all agree that the word of god is clearly telling us that we need to grow in this so what do you got to do well you got to get on the bike and start heading down the mountain i don't have video i didn't take one but as we were getting near the bottom it, we were going much faster We were going much faster. Everybody was a little more comfortable on the bike, and we were going down. And I guarantee that if we went up and did it again, there wouldn't be any brake holding as we start down. It would be like, okay, let's go. And yeah, we'd use our brakes appropriately when needed, but we would be a lot more comfortable doing that. So I just want to encourage you. I know as I'm looking out through the room, many of you have already signed up. And I thank you for that. Thank you for stretching yourself. Some of you haven't. Some of you are unsure. If you don't think God's asking you to grow in this, then come talk to me and let's talk about that. But if you do agree with the heart of this message, then give it a try. Give it a try. Sign up for a group. Go to shinechurch.life slash and find a group. We've got young adult groups. We've got groups with kids. We've got groups without kids. We've got, we've got all kinds of different groups we're trying to make sure that no one gets left behind. There's even two groups up there for Saturday and Sunday that says help me find a Saturday group. Help me find a Sunday group. Click on that if any of the other groups don't, don't hit or resonate with you because then Pastor DJ and I will actually try to put those people together and try to find groups for that. We don't want to have anybody left behind. And to be quite honest with you, the only way to be left behind is if you don't sign up. If you don't sign up. And so I wrote this. We can agree about community. We can talk about community. We can strategize about community. We can tell others about community. We can get excited about community. We can hear about community. We can see the benefits of others who have done community but we will not receive the power and life of community until we partake of it. And this takes an intentional decision to stretch ourselves. Stretch yourself, join a group, be a part of this house church. We're not asking for any extra time. We're asking you to take a Saturday when you come to church or a Sunday when you come to church and participate. Now, I want to adjust quickly. Those of you that are watching online right now and Uh, maybe there's some apprehension just with everything with COVID and all of this. Um, I want you to stretch yourself with this. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a part of a group of 10 or 12 people, but could you get with another family? Could you get with two other families? Could you get with a group? Maybe even keeping it as small. We have one of our groups, I think, is only two couples because they just... um, They actually have some family issues and some health issues, and I totally get it, and I totally understand that. But let's not let COVID hinder us from doing this. Let's push through this. Push through at your comfort level, absolutely. Um, I do have another video I should have brought. I, I have one video where we... the front of the pack of our group had gotten used to not riding the brake and they were way down i'm like oh they're way down there and then some of us were saying hey we're all going to enter to different comfort levels but let's all let's all jump on uh bike and go forward. yeah all right uh, let's pray heavenly father we thank you so much we thank you for the fact that you have wired us for a relationship and god i pray right now that you would just confirm the things that are of you lord i think this church is amazing Um, they love each other, they bring new people in, they are so good at engaging with you and engaging with one another. Um, But I know, Lord, that you are asking us to go to the next level. And so, Lord, take us there. And God, um, instruct us, prepare us, get us ready for it, Um, but help us to understand that we have to take that first step and enter into it and um, join join in into what you're doing. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help any person struggling uh, with this idea or thoughts, God, that you would just confirm um, with them um, what it looks like for them. And, Lord, I look forward to the testimony that's going to come out of these groups. And so, Lord, um, just as you always do, continue to guide and lead us in these things. We love you and thank you in your name. Amen. Amen.